A retired occultist-turned-police officer must battle a former lover as she attempts to summon forth demonic forces after escaping an asylum. The only thing that should be retired is this franchise. You know what's interesting is the demonic force is really just the same protagonist with his shirt off. I don't understand why they even called it Ghoulies 4. I think a better title would have been Troll Word Bound. Who even are you guys? We're, We're children, children of the, the cheesy. cheesy! Hey there folks, welcome to Children of the Cheesy. I am your troll host, Sam. And I am your trollette host, Megan. Megan, we have the honor today of retiring a franchise that, frankly, should have been retired after it went to college. They should have never gone back home word bound either way ghoulies for <laughs> we don't know why they called it that the ghoulying <laughs> there's no toilet in this one <laughs> you know what that's probably the biggest disappointment how are you gonna carry something through from the first movie because everybody had such a hard time about it and then on the fourth one just drop everything just completely forget about the puppets the toilet yeah the very ornate toilet the whole reason the ghoulies were even sucked absolutely anything at all because <laughs> this movie has almost nothing to do nothing. with the previous movies there's maybe 10 seconds well okay i'll give them 60 seconds of flashback scenes from the first ghoulies i was gonna say maybe about three or four minutes of flashbacks right because that's we, all they're getting we do see you know the original like pieces of it right like when he i know feels so nostalgic for it <laughs> the cat with the cat rolling its eyes it to the back of its head everything just over everyone's shit <laughs> jonathan letting it rain indoors good, good times. times we're not actually watching ghoulies one we're watching ghoulies four that's right that's what we're reviewing today and that's what we're rating yeah so so here we go so ghoulies four opens with a woman clad in leather who we later learn is alexandra mm-hmm blowing up a door to like the storage room of a museum some warehouse and sneaking around the warehouse right yeah she has very much pam anderson barbed wire vibes in her outfit she kills a few random guards one with piano wire uh, another one with a throwing star interestingly enough there was an alternate version whenever this was released in the uk they actually took out that scene i don't know why i'm assuming because it was probably thought to be too violent and then in 2004 it was added back in so 10 years later our society has progressed enough to see a ninja star hit someone in the middle of the forehead oh well We've come so far. Good for us. We've done it, guys. <laughs> Yay. Her target is a box full of gems. Or just or one. Just one gem. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's the one, the gem of knowledge that she's going after. But the box is so large, you think that there'd be more <laughs> in it. Several in there. It's like, you know, you order something small off of Amazon, maybe some household goods or whatever. And it comes in just the world's most ridiculous packaging. Right. Same thing here. Exactly. So she finds the gem of knowledge. It's a red gem. Yeah. Pulls it out of the box and begins to perform a ritual by drawing out a pentagram and then dragging all the dudes she killed into the pentagram <laughs> yeah. to summon Faust. 
Faust. Who is a man with nothing but black pants, a robe, and a very bright belt. <laughs> Gotta hold up them pants. She tries to give Faust the jewel so he can pass over into the, the mortal realm. Mm -hmm. But the rules are very ornate, apparently, because <laughs> she steps foot into the pentagram and he disappears, yeah. freaks out. and She drops the jewel. It falls into the melty concrete. Hell, I think it is, right? Because it's a pentagram. Then wouldn't he have it? Yes, but he can't touch it. Or is it kind of like one of those things like, you know, if you drop something in the grass and you're like, ah, shit. It's probably more like <laughs> software development where it's like you just drop it somewhere and you don't know where the hell it went. <laughs> you're like, I, I, it'll, it'll come up when it comes up. Exactly. Rather than spending 10 hours testing your code, it's just like, I'm going to, I'm just going to start all over. So they just decide to start all over after that. Faust disappears, and then these two ghoulies, quote-unquote, who are more like the the little people in the original ghoulies yeah. that show up afterwards, Yeah, only they have, like, devil masks on. One of them is Troy Cox, is that his name? Tony Cox. Tony Cox. Tony Cox. So he was the elf in Bad Santa. Yeah, pretty well known. Mm -hmm. And they sort of go on this little side quest adventure, sort of like a B story throughout the whole movie. They're supposed to be the ghoulies. They don't even resemble them. I mean, that's who we're calling ghoulies, right? Yeah. They may not be the ghoulies, because as we said, they do flash back to the other ghoulies, but they never actually make an appearance in this movie. No. I guess after they graduated college, they had better things to do. <laughs> they had to move on with their lives. They couldn't sit there and muck around anymore anymore sam they had to go to the real world bills to pay like yep go sorry get kids actual jobs yeah they that's have... what happened they had to be an adults they had to grow up yeah so... they probably all have like middle management jobs <laughs> so did you get those tps reports <laughs> Is that a yes or a no? I need those by Friday. <laughs> Jesus, this new guy. So the ghoulies are not in this movie as we've established. But also, you know, these guys just pop up out of nowhere. They do. They just sort of appear. We don't get much. Sort of have like this slapstick thing going on. No one reason. Of them is, one of them is the white ghoulie. The other one is the black ghoulie. And that's it's, literally how they're... they're Called. Called that, yeah. yeah. Or light and dark. Like, yes. Clever. So that. <laughs> Super awesome, guys. Well done. We cut to a scene with this cop walking out of a store, and he is in a very, like, he, he's in an ill-fitting suit. <laughs> Mancuso. Yes. Right? And it he looks like a 12-year-old <laughs> in a man suit. Right. So he goes to get coffee into in, the bathroom and then goes back to the car where his partner is asleep, Jonathan Graves. Mm -hmm. Actually, the same Jonathan Graves from the first Ghoulies. That was the evil. Played by the same actor. Yep. yep. That was the evil guy, the, the one that bringing forward. Yeah, you remember. That guy sleeping in the car casually threatens his partner with a gun for waking him up and then goes into the same store to get coffee. Very inefficient stakeout out by these police, by the way. And the thing thing is is mancuso so he's a detective you can't just like be a detective you have to do several years of police work before you're ever promoted up into this but this mancuso character just plays this bumbling idiotic detective on his first day that is right. scared and doesn't know anything right, just kind of farted his way onto the police force <laughs> well that's probably not completely wrong <laughs> Graves walks into the store. He sees a guy that looks kind of like the Hound from Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, or like... It's not the same actor, but looks a lot like him. He does. Not quite rocking a mullet, but it's the long hair that almost looks like a mullet. Call back to Ghoulies 3. Mullet, mullet University. You. It's a robbery. Guy pulls out a double-barrel shotgun <laughs> Fires. with infinite ammo. <laughs> yeah. 
he found the cheat code. And it turns into a whole shootout. Like this wild shootout in the middle of a convenience store, middle of the day in Los Angeles. We get a badass cop line out of this, so I guess there's that much. Jonathan Graves ends up shooting this robber, says attention Kmart shoppers, clean up on aisle eight, and proceeds to shoot this guy six, eight 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 times. Yeah, Yeah, clean up on aisle eight, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Oh, you're dead. Seems excessive. Well, it is Los Angeles. I trained with the same cops that beat the <laughs> shit out of Rodney King. The, he, he fills this guy full of bullet holes. The crime scene is being investigated. Ish. The captain is just Captain Kate, as far as yeah. I know, who happens to be Graves' former girlfriend. He's got a lot of them in this movie. She winds up telling him to take some time off, randomly notices a bright red gem around his neck, which has no bearing on this movie whatsoever. He's just wearing his shirt open so everybody can, can see, see this it. necklace. Yeah, tied around a shoestring. How has he not been mugged already? Serious. Again, that thing was very loosely tied on. Yeah. How did it ever stay on through that shootout? The real questions. We get some information as to why they broke up, which is useless. And then the very end, it's semi comes back into play, but it's stupid. They have this deep conversation a little bit later about how Jonathan is really big into BDSM, but she didn't really consent to a lot of it. So they broke up, you know, which is not, which is understandable. Yeah, I it's think normal. that's not a, yeah, I think compatible that'd be a, not compatible. That'd be a deal breaker, right? Like, why do you keep rehashing that same conversation? I don't think you would. Especially Especially the way they did it. Like, exactly. The only way you would have that conversation is if you were exposition dumping. <laughs> it's like, there are people watching us right now. We need to tell them in detail. What? What happened. <laughs> they must know. We get this, yeah, this scene as they're riding along and talking about their former relationship. And then we also, at the same time, have these two people, right? We're not sure if they're crooks, workers, or what. One yeah. of them acts a lot like Yogi Bear. He does. Might actually be Yogi Bear. Are trying to do something down in the there. sewers. In the sewers that don't look like sewers either. Yeah, like some maintenance man. They're like huge catacombs, too. It's not like the crowded sewers that you would normally associate. These are like 20-foot high ceilings. Right. And like limestone and... It's very, very like, ornate. yeah, it's like Ghostbusters-esque. It makes sense in the Ghostbusters movie because everybody knows that New York has like underground subways that do not run anymore that they've used for other things. But like, I don't think LA has the same thing. <laughs> Certainly not whatever they said it was. <laughs> yeah. Right. But the whole reason these two goobers are even down there so Alexandra can kill them. I guess. And bring Faust back to have another conversation about how she needs to find the other jewel because the other one got lost in memory somewhere. Or it went to the same place he was. You would think it would be right there next to him, but <laughs> it just didn't. Assume. Or he can't touch it. Yeah. Right? Like one of the two. It's but Everybody it, else, it's, it's like, you know, anthrax. Like a... <laughs> can't touch. It, yeah. Right, just not ain't, ain't, ain't coming anywhere near that thing. <laughs> so they establish now that they have to go get the other gym. They don't exactly say where it is, but we all know where it's where it's going. It's Jonathan's yes necklace. But it's funny because Faust says he's like, "Well, we know who has it," and it's like, "Well, then why even have the conversation? Why are you talking about this? If she was a good employee, 
Ah, uh, well, you know, she's never mind. She's clearly not. No, though. she's like, not. She doesn't know. She it, doesn't take any initiative. And to be fair, like the rules are really yeah to give her some grace. Yeah, yes. they're pretty arbitrary. <laughs> they seem to change. Like the first one didn't require any sort of sacrifice. No. It required the sa- it required five men, right? Like, right. There's uh, four mm. guards or whatever. Like. And then, and then she couldn't step in the pentagram, and she stepped in the pentagram, and then it disappeared. He just keeps moving the goalpost, honestly. He really does. He keeps, <laughs> it's like when you play with a child, and they keep changing the rules <laughs> of the game on you. Yeah, after like, a while. Yeah, after a while, it's like, okay, you're just playing, I win. <laughs> so it, you're, It's lame, and you're lame. Faust, you're lame. You're lame. So just deal with it. After this investigation at the museum, mm-hmm. where nothing really happens, the uh, ghoulies sneak into the back of... Of Graves's car yep. whisper loudly. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. Basically, should have given away their position a long time ago. Yeah, Graves is apparently deaf. <laughs> he must be because he doesn't hear them at all. He didn't hear shit throughout Doesn't. this whole movie. Graves goes to a liquor store with the ghoulies in the back of his car. It's not really much of a scene, right? Like all he does is he calls a payphone to see if someone's in a mental hospital, Alexandra, mm-hmm. right? And the patients have already taken it over. Which, honestly, has hardly any bearing. Has very little to do with the actual movie itself. But they spend a lot of time on it. They do. While he's making this phone call, the ghoulies blow off the top, like shoot off the shotgun and graves his car. Yeah, they're trying to steal his car. Right, which causes the store clerk to freak out and start shooting at graves. (laughs) Totally random reaction. He has his second shootout of the day. At a convenience store. (laughs) Sometimes you need to reevaluate your life and look at the themes that are running through it. Right, the things that are constantly cropping up yeah. right the police force shows back up at the convenience store the the first cop on the scene yells something <laughs> we're not quite sure what he said it sounds like <laughs> which again in today's world is probably <laughs> fairly accurate you just got a bunch of people screaming at you you can't understand what they say can't you're like really what what they're going after <laughs> mancuso also shows up but he seems to be distracted by board cutout that looks kind of like alexandra but he keeps seeing alexandra even though he's never actually seen her before so i right. guess she has some kind of <clears throat> mystical power he leaves and drives off like an asshole it's, everybody in this movie peels out like yeah. these does, cops drive like dicks they don't just like it's not just them either like i think uh the museum true. curator did the same is that just la driving Maybe. Maybe everybody just like does a burnout on their way. To get your driver's license in LA, you have to pass that test. You gotta burn out. <laughs> you have to burn out in a McDonald's drive through They're like, come on. <laughs> Fucking go. Let's go. It's the Let's LA go. way. You don't leave tire tracks that are at least like two feet long. You fail the driver's test. It's like, please, I just want to pass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to take the bus anymore. Alexandra does show up in the backseat of Mancuso's car, yeah, however. She- slips in there. Mancuso doesn't seem to be the least bit disturbed by this. In fact, he's a little aroused. She basically propositions him for sex and he doesn't deny it. And there definitely are some people in this world that if they had a beautiful woman in the back of the car, they'd go for it like that. But I think most normal people, a few red flags would be raised. Yeah, it's a little baffling that a police officer didn't see anything wrong with it. (laughs) Well, we are talking about the LAPD, so... And Mancuso, (laughs) who farted his way onto the scene. (laughs) 
literally just showed up one day in a bad suit and was just like, hey, I'm a cop. Hand me a badge. I'll detective the I'll... crap out of this. <laughs> I'll be fine. <laughs> While this is happening, Jonathan is having flashbacks about his time as a cult leader. This is my favorite part of the movie, only because we, we see, see Ghoulies 1 yep. again. And even though that movie was not so great, no. at least it still made sense. Yeah, I mean, there was it was easy to follow. And again, we got to see our favorite character, the original cat ghoulie, who's just over everybody's shit, tired of fucking being there, rolling his eyes. And then they cut back, right? Yeah. And we see that Jonathan is drinking heavily. His girlfriend is a prostitute yeah she even makes remarks about her pimp on occasions she does and gets upset that jonathan slept at night and she went to work yeah like but also is that just not the lifestyle yes it is the whole thing's a little the, like the relationship is a little strange she steals his necklace mm -hmm. for no reason than just to try it on and then runs off out into the night to go be a prostitute meanwhile the curator assistant who mm -hmm. we're introduced to briefly is talking to somebody on the phone about these jewels about the jewels mm -hmm. i'm assuming it's alexandra or possibly the original curator or somebody faust comes on the radio threatens her yeah <laughs> Yeah, he does. And then kills her by taking control of her car and smashing it into a transformer. And it blows up and catches on fire. And that's, that's it. it. Just so everyone who owns a Tesla, just know that could be your reality one day. Probably will be. Like, <laughs> if you work at a museum and drive a Tesla, just... Just know what's going to happen. Just quit one or the other. Just know. That's where it's going. Fun fact. These scenes were from a haunted car chase from a movie called 976 Evil 2, uh, made in 1991 by the same director, Jim Was Winorski. Okay. He so had, he had some leftover footage and just sort of <laughs> just fitted reused it them and just four. put it in there and made it cheaper. Okay. Well, there you go. Save Whatever you can do to save a buck. It wasn't sponsored by Miller High Life or... <laughs> right. This one... This movie didn't have any sponsorship, so they had to do something to cut on their own. We cut to the ghoulies just sort of wandering the streets of L.A. They happen upon a, a mugging between a prostitute and mm -hmm. some random guy. The dark ghoulie gets a weapon and a, a movie gig <laughs> and then rescue the hooker. And then we cut back to Graves waking up the next morning. I don't really know like what the ghoulies purpose is throughout this movie. Again, maybe just like comedic relief or whatever, but they don't ever necessarily have like a stated purpose. purpose as to why they're wandering around i don't either like so it doesn't make much sense yeah i think the implied purpose is is that they're there to find graves and find the jewel but for who and why and why because at the end, it doesn't match up. Graves wakes up the next morning. His partner, Mancuso, tries to convince him to meet up at the museum. He turns it down to make a pass at Janine, his hooker girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Janine turns him down. So when Mancuso calls back, Grave accepts. And it turns out, surprise, surprise, that Mancuso has been brainwashed and tortured by Alexandra. Yes. So whenever Graves finally shows up, Alexandra sort of six Mancuso on him, and there's this extended fight scene. It is extremely long. I think I zoned out, I'll be honest, because... It's like seven minutes. We just watched this movie, and I really can't recollect the only part I remember is that, and this actually happens multiple times in the movies, that Graves shoots Mancuso with light. Yes. Uh, and it, he shoots him in the belt buckle. 
And Mancuso disappears. So, okie dokie. Neato. Cool. (laughs) At the same time, this is happening. We're also, like, treated to this extended scene of the ghoulies ransacking Graves' apartment. Like, they go and beat up the maintenance maintenance guy after making his keys and making some, like, really racist remarks towards him being Asian. Seriously. Like, really racist. It was (laughs) was pretty bad. Very 90s. Yeah. And it was... This part of the movie was really hard to watch. Not only was it really cringy, but it was boring. We're made to think that are these guys looking for the jewel or just wandering around aimlessly through the city and just carrying on about their business? It's unclear. <laughs> also, never know. the other thing that gets me about this, right, is like Graves meets Mancuso at the museum's storage facility, right? right. He unlocks the door. Cops just don't have keys to every building that's in the city. That's not how that works. Like, Does I have a skeleton not. key? God, I hope that's not how that <laughs> works. Seriously, we are all in trouble if that is the case. Alexandra fails to stop Graves, but she does distract him long enough, so she goes to his apartment and starts ransacking it as well. The ghoulies hide under the bed while she's doing this, but she hears them because they're playing around with stuff under the bed because of the comic relief, you know. They get away after macing her. This is, she is a full-grown woman. Mm-hmm. being outran by two little people. I am not saying little people cannot be athletic, but I am saying that I just don't see how they could outrun her. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. They did. The they, not only they did that, difference. they managed to knock over the maintenance guy again. <laughs> they really hated that maintenance guy. They, yeah, they hated a certain group of people, that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. The next day, Jonathan is in the hospital, but sort of checks himself out. Yeah, we see a butt shot. So there's that. This is kind of random. So the doctor in that scene, Ace Mass plays a character called Dr. Rochelle. And he also played a character called Dr. Rochelle in both Not of This Earth in 1988 and Return of the Swamp Thing 1989. All three movies are directed by Jim Wynorski. All right, then. He just doesn't seem to have much creativity. Talk about getting typecast. (laughs) I play the same like guy. so who am i well you know the guy you played in the last two movies right <laughs> same guy okay okay whatever paycheck's a paycheck <laughs> i know how to do this one he uh, has like one line too so he does yeah he mentions like casually he's like oh we might get to do something about catheters yeah it's fun like, with catheters yeah, have fun with catheters all right neato at the same time alexandra is in an alleyway somewhere i say at the same time the the timeline's a little weird right it is like, weird there's a lot of jumping back and forth between characters yeah exactly so like graves checks him out checks himself out and it's like clearly the middle of the day like late morning. Right. And then we cut to Alexandra in the middle of the night. Yeah. Doing this thing to like summon Faust again. So she just basically murders a homeless person, sacrifices them. Yep. Grabs some random dude off the street and turns him into a hell spawn. This part bothered me. It, the this... whole scene was weird, but yeah, go ahead cuz you you've got a you've got an interesting point there. Because okay, so we have Faust come up, they're looking for this jewel, you know, he's basically telling her that he's fading and and not going to be able to live any longer. So she brings up this random street thug. He turns him Faust turns the street thug into what did what did we call it again? A, a hell spawn. And then Faust asked the hell spawn that he turned who has the jewel? Yeah, why Why wouldn't he know that? Why does the Hellspawn know that, but he doesn't? It just seems like a bunch of unnecessary extra steps. If I had to work for somebody like that, I'd be like, I don't 
want to do this job anymore because you make me do all this running around for answers that you already know. Right, or you should know. You apparently had your powers gave him the knowledge. Whatever. It was <laughs> stupid. It was pretty dumb. Either sadistic, stupid, or both. It's probably both. Might be stupidly sadistic or sadistically right. stupid. There we go. Yeah, one of the two. So the Hellspawn basically just tells him that Graves Janine is, yeah. has mm -hmm. the jewel. Yep. But doesn't know where Janine is specifically. While this is happening, the ghoulies happen upon more call girls, hookers. <laughs> Why is the theme of prostitutes like... Oh, it's like throughout the whole movie. <laughs> Why is it There's so, so many whores in this movie. I I mean, I guess good for them. They love their 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 street girls. That's cool. Yeah, sex positive sex workers. <laughs> I, I guess <laughs> back in the nineties. There's 90s. really no lesson to it though. No. Like, they don't make they don't empower them in any way. They're really just used as props for the ghoulies to sort of go from one location to another. Transportation. And that's exactly how they're used in the scene, right? So, like, the ghoulies just hop into this random John's truck yeah. and go for a ride. That's it. That was the whole point of that they, whole like, scene. They, like, clamber into the back of this truck. Somebody would have noticed that, but, I mean, we're past that point. We cut to the next scene where Captain Kate, tending to Graves, who is passed out in his room, Janine shows up. Janine and the captain have, like, this catty back and forth which seems completely unnecessary. Janine fails to do the thing that she was going to do there, which is return the jewel back yep. to Graves, which means that she is now attacked by Alexandra, mm -hmm. knocked out with chloroform, Something. delivers her to Faust. Faust randomly decides that he can't <laughs> take the jewel here, but he needs a female sacrifice. Those are his exact words. Right. Female sacrifice. And it's like, shh, okay. Which it's was never required before. And it's it's already there. Yeah. Like, you have it. And he's like, let's meet at the pentagram. <laughs> it's like, we've been to four already. <laughs> which one are you talking about? <laughs> so and Alexandra knows which one it is exactly. And apparently so does Graves too. Because like... As soon as the captain tells Graves what she sees, like she sees this out the window. Out the window, yeah. And then Graves immediately is like, oh, let's go to the insane asylum. Yes. Okay, why? And you know that she's escaped from there and you just have a feeling she's going to return? So he tries to like leave without his boss, yes. Captain Kate, who has to threaten him with a firearm to get in the to vehicle. To tag along. And then they have like this whole back and forth about that for yeah. a few seconds. She gets a used condom thrown on her. Courtesy of the guy that the ghoulies are riding around with which in la has got to be a hell of a coincidence <laughs> it's not a small town it's a big freaking city it's not grover's bend <laughs> jonathan hates radios it, it just it just piss him off he's cut every single radio in his car don't think that the police force would ever let anybody do that i think that's department policy to just start <laughs> no, severing your police radio <laughs> But it gives Graves an opportunity to exposition dump about his past and casually mentions that he was into devil worship. It's just the most casual way to bring up that you used to be an occultist. Which I feel like if the police had done their job as far as like background checks go that they would have known that we're talking about the lapd right which means that they probably knew about it and just didn't care <laughs> they were like oh honestly that's pretty good he's a sick fucker so <laughs> they'll fit right in <laughs> bring him on boys jonathan with his hate for radios and love of women who love the taste of blood his words <laughs> Tells Kate that he needs to make a phone call for backup. Yes. Which gives him an opportunity to 
ditch her. Ditch her. But she happens to be in the same parking lot with this John. Who threw the condom on her. threw the condom with the ghoulies in the back of the the truck. Yep. So she steals the car from him. Yeah, she brandishes her weapon. The ghoulies are now heading towards the same destination where the jewel is and Faust and Alexander works all coming together. How does one get so lucky? Well, it's the ghoulies. That's I think that's their power. <laughs> that's just just blind luck. <laughs> just sort of goofing around Los Angeles and they're like, oh yeah, we'll be there in time. That's just what we do. <laughs> that's just how we are. We're the ghoulies. <laughs> Alexandra has begun the ritual at the mansion slash mental hospital, which has, it's a huge mansion. Giant. It has six people in it. I guess we can understand why a lot of mental hospitals went away because... It's just an inefficient use of space, <laughs> really. It was. Graves is attacked randomly by a woman in red this, and a sumo wrestler. This part made no damn sense to me. It just completely came out of nowhere. So it, and in the credits, she's known as like Lady in Red. She has some like, was it a dog collar on this guy or something? I don't know. She leads up this big this big guy in the mental asylum and six of but there's a short fight scene between graves and the sumo wrestler and that's all that matters yeah graves of course wins the fight because you know it'd be a totally different movie if he lost <laughs> then finds alexandra performing the ritual kate and the ghoulies show up at the last minute kate manages to assault three or four random mental patients that part bothered me there's a lot of parts about this movie that bother me <laughs> they weren't being rude they were actually approaching her very nicely and calmly and she just punches them yeah she did she like <laughs> knocks out reason. all three of them but that gives the ghoulies an opportunity to go look for graves undisturbed and i think that was really the point the of point it. of that yeah graves can't stop alexandra or doesn't want to it's really unclear he turns into faust which was the best transition it was legit like i dream of genie style mm-hmm. <laughs> like without the sound effects yeah he just all of a sudden basically the transition was the top came off and a black hooded robe came on but yep. the pants and the belt were still the there belt stayed <laughs> i can't believe they didn't catch the belt in editing it just looks silly it does with the belt on it's like you just got out of the There's off of work so and you're just many costume choices they could have made that would have been better it would have been so much better you could have honestly done like black sweatpants and gotten away with it more yeah, than yeah. that belt and that belt yeah but no they just kept the dress pants and Lizzie. kept the belt <laughs> kate can't stop jonathan right so jonathan can't stop alexandra kate can't stop jonathan mm-hmm but the ghoulies still managed to swipe the jewel at the last second. They feel like they have to save everybody because they came like they're, they're, they're demons from hell, apparently. And like every other movie, they've had like a master that they have to follow. But this one, I guess they, they finally, they've Dobby is free. They've yeah, been given their they've socks. They've been given their socks <laughs> so. and they're ready to go. <laughs> So they go steal the jewel off of Janine and play keep away with Alexandra for a little bit. And then randomly pass the jewel to Kate, who then shoots Alexandra's belt buckle with light. A lot of belt buckle shooting and light. The light to the belt buckle (laughs) shot. And then she shoots Jonathan in the belt buckle and mm-hmm. he disappears, right? Or Faust, I should say. Yes, Faust. Now, the disappearing act was fun because it was legit just the actors and actresses running backwards with their arms pushed out forward. Yeah, I don't know why <laughs> they did that or why they kept that like little part. Like They couldn't have made him disappear earlier. It just reminds me of Mel Brooks. Throw out your hands. Stick out your <laughs> <Tush. tush. laughs> It's on your hits. Give, Give him, him a push. push. Yeah. 
Yes. They were doing the French mistake as I faded away. Voila! <laughs> Graves, the, the real Graves, not Faust, comes back with Mancuso, who apparently really liked hell. Yeah, he had a great time there. He had a great time in hell. <laughs> what does that say? We don't know. Maybe hell's the place to be. It's a party. Kate seems to accept Graves' BS answer about what just happened. That was so stupid. It's like, oh, just something from my past. No, motherfucker. Like, yeah. you, need to, you need to tell me what, what all that hell was. Is, yeah, she's like, what was all that? He's like, it's just something from my past. Baby, let me kiss you. This is what I want to remember. No, absolutely not. You can't just move past this. <laughs> we have to have words have around this. about this. We need to communicate. But Graves does not want to communicate. Yeah. Instead, the movie ends with uh, Captain Kate sort of signaling that she's now okay with BDSM. Yeah. And the Ghoulies swiping the jewel and teasing a sequel for Ghoulies 5, which never happened. Never happened. Yes. So it was planned, but never materialized. Which pretty much brings us to the end of the Ghoulies franchise. Yep. Now, couple, make, I've got a couple fun facts, though. Let all me. right, let's hear them. All right. So first is the reason that the Ghoulies were played by actors in costumes as opposed to the puppets is because Sintel Films couldn't afford to use the puppet props from the original Ghoulies. The ori- they couldn't afford the original puppets? Makes you wonder. Like, how much did they want? Because those puppets were hideous. <laughs> they were- they were bad. They were bad. Ugliest damn puppets I'd ever seen. <laughs> so, um, Stacy Randall, the one who played Alexandra, Alexandra, has gone as far to say that she is embarrassed by her involvement with this movie. <laughs> that poor woman. I know. You know, you just try to do some work sometimes, and then She's it's gotta like... She's got to make a paycheck. Yeah, you know? I feel her, though. I don't I don't really blame her. Mark Sevy's script was heavily rewritten by actor Peter Lipis, who played Jonathan Graves, and mm-hmm. the director Jim Wynorski. So I wonder if that has any plot holes, or I wonder how bad the original script was. So I bet the write-up for that, or like the editing, was like yep. somebody took a red pen to that and murdered the original <laughs> script. <laughs> it was just probably embarrassing yeah so they wound up with troll word bound (laughs) and then last i kind of already touched on this but this film was actually the 11th time that this director had cast ace mask the guy who played the doctor the doctor um to play the doctor and as of 2019 he had cast him a total of 12 times Okay, so, so this actor and this director, I guess, seem to get along fairly well. Well, maybe. I mean, maybe it was this movie, and then after that, it was like, I'll do one more with you. That's, <laughs> that's it. it. I swear no. to God, if you're playing that doctor again, <laughs> we're done. <laughs> so that's all the fun facts I have. But there was more, at least for this one, than... Ghoulies 3. 3. Jeez, yeah, Ghoulies 3. Yeah, well, there, there wasn't a lot to say about Ghoulies 3. At least this movie was a lot more watchable. I mean, it... Yeah had some serious issues with it the biggest one being there were no ghoulies in it and you have their name on it the only time you see them again is in the flashback there they are kind of reminds me of that friday the 13th movie mm-hmm. i think it's like part eight or nine where jason goes to hell <laughs> yes. and then you just don't see jason Voorhees like at all and you're like what the hell is this y'all just stuck a name on there to get it to to go out to i go guess out. Yeah. yeah exactly send it out mm-hmm. um speaking of send outs we got to give this thing a cheese rating now, Ghoulies 3, we said, was old cheese whiz. Dried up cheese whiz. This one we're going to say is probably fresh cheese whiz. Yeah. 
Granted, there's no Ghoulies in it, but the movie, I think, overall is put together better than Ghoulies 3 was. I think so. And I'm, I think the tone was a bit more consistent, too. It was. Was there great acting? No. no. You know, I was mean... Was the writing terrible? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Direction had some serious issues. You know, there a lot of stuff just didn't make sense. But again, there's things that you can get behind. And, and truthfully, if they would have just changed the name, I think a lot of people's grievances towards this movie, if they just hadn't tied it to the Ghoulies franchise, I think people would have... Would have been fine. ...gotten yeah. more on board it with it. And Ghoulies 4 Part 2. Yeah, that was weird. You know, don't ever be too presumptuous in your life, people. Because well, sometimes it won't happen. I mean, that should be a lesson for horror movies in general. Yeah, you just never How know the next one. How many times do they tease a sequel and it never happens? Yeah, it's hard to get them greenlit. I think especially after the fourth one, like, people are just, how much further can you go? Yeah, exactly. I mean, unless it involves Vin Diesel and fast cars, <laughs> like, you're not going to get very far with it. When you're here, you're family. Oh, that's all. Garden. Garden. <laughs> <laughs> Same theme. Same difference. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, that's been Ghoulies 4. We've been Children of the Cheesy. Y'all take care. Later. Thank you for listening to Children of the Cheesy. If you feel like dropping us some cheddar, check out our Patreon. You'll get some warm, melty perks like early access to our episodes, a cheesy drawing from moi, and access to exclusive content. Head to childrenofthecheesy.com for the latest on upcoming episodes, merch, and other exciting things. Like, review, and subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast. Like at Cheesy Children Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And also remember to check out our short series, Trailer Trash, on YouTube and TikTok. And remember, folks, even a cheesy movie can be worth savoring. See you next time.